So, one of the greatest questions that we have is, what's the point of life? What's the point of life? Why are we here? What's our goal? What's our purpose? What's our vision? What what do we want to get out of life? What's the point of us being here? We're here for a limited amount of time. So what should be the goal? What is the trophy? What is the good life? What is the, the mission? And there's a lot of different answers. If you ask a lot of people, you'll get a lot of different answers. There's only one answer, but... But, the, but some people want happiness. I want to be happy. I want a happy life. Happiness. It's, it's like the gold medal. I want happiness. Some people say meaning. Oh, listen, life's not always happy. I want a meaningful life. I want meaning in my life. I want purpose. I want fulfillment. I want a meaningful life. I want to do things consciously, mindfully with meaning. Some people say, peace, I want a peaceful life. I want to enjoy life, the world. I want to be able to relax. You know, there's all different kinds of uh, answers of what people look for in life. Those are probably the most common. Happiness, meaning, peace. Success, some people say success. I want to be successful. I want to make money. I want to build something. I want to become uh, an honorable guy, a chashub guy. I, you know, I want to make an impact. I want to make a change. I want to improve things. I want to. So, again, there's a lot of different motivations or philosophies or psychologies when it comes to the meaning of life and the purpose of life. But the real mission of life. And the true purpose of life and the true goal of life should be to live not a life of happiness, not a life of meaning, not a life of peace, not a life of success, but a life of truth. Truth is the ultimate threshold and goal. Why? Because when you live a life of truth, You have meaning, you have happiness, you have success, and you have peace. Because nothing is more powerful than truth. And what is the ultimate truth? There's a few things, all in the same category. But what is the ultimate truth? Torah, mitzvot, Hashem, and emunah. That's the ultimate truth. There's nothing more true than Hashem. There's nothing more true than the Torah. There's nothing more true than the mitzvot. And there's nothing more true than emunah because emunah is the belief and faith that all those things are true and the ultimate truth. So the holy books say, the Gemara says, the holy books, the poskim, all the rabbis, the big rabbis, the giants say that the goal and purpose and mission in life is to get close to Hashem, to understand Hashem, and to live with Hashem amongst us. That is the ultimate goal. To do the mitzvot, fulfill Hashem's will, and get to know Hashem and be close to Hashem. And there's a lot of benefit, of course, to doing that. We shouldn't be doing it for the benefit. We should really be doing it because that is, again, the true thing to do. That is truth. But there's a lot of benefit. There's a lot of benefit. And 
we can be inspired by the benefit to encourage us at the beginning to take on this difficult task of getting to know Hashem and being close to Hashem and doing the Torah and mitzvah because we can use all the power and incentive and encouragement we, we can get because again, it's difficult because it's a multi-process, multi-decade, century-lifelong pursuit. It's very difficult. But what's amazing about it is you can start this second and you can make the change instantly and you can implement it right away. There's no preparation, there's no, you don't have to hit a certain point, a certain, no, you could start right now. So let's, so let's build a framework to discuss the goal of getting close to Hashem, getting to know Hashem, becoming one with Hashem, getting that connection with Hashem, which again, is a life of truth, a life of Torah, a life of meaning, a life of purpose, a life of success, a life of peace, a life of happiness. It's the ultimate, it's the ultimate, ultimate, ultimate. So first thing, let's break down the overall steps to getting close to Hashem. The first step is getting rid of the bad. The second step, which is at the same time of the first step, implementing the good. And the third step, which is also at the same time as the first and the second, because you can chip away at each of them and, and, and take a few inch forward in each of them every day and every moment. The third one is talk to Hashem. And then we'll talk about the benefits of doing these things. So let's go one at a time. Again, they all happen at the same time because it's a full core press. It's a, it's a all around goal that we chip away at in different areas. But let's break them down for simplicity and go one at a time. So number one, getting rid of the bed. The way we get rid of the bed is we make sure that we're not doing things or seeing things or hearing things or eating things or saying things that affect our biggest asset, our biggest spark, our biggest fire, which is our neshama. So, Let's use an analogy. A menorah in the Beit HaMikdash, let's say, has seven candles. Three, three, and one in the center. The quality and heat and power of the candles depends on the quality of the oil. What you put into the candle will result in the output of the candle, the quality of the fire, the purity of the fire. So our neshama is like a menorah in our brains, in our heads, in our minds. The neshama sits in the crown of our, of our bodies, which is our, our brains, our minds. The mouth, which is one candle, the two nostrils, which make it three, the two eyes, which make it five, plus the two ears, which make it seven, are the seven candles that link to the neshama, which is the ultimate menorah, the ultimate fire within us. The quality of what we put inside our mouth and outside our mouth and inside and outside our nose and eyes and ears will determine the quality of the output and the, and the condition and status of our neshama and our brains. So for example, let's give a few examples. Talking Lashon Hara, God forbid. 
cursing, talking about other people, gossiping, saying not nice things, God forbid, eating non-kosher, all these different things that involve our mouth that might be negative, take away and dim the light of our neshama, the clarity and focus and sharpness of our neshama. The nose, if we get pleasures from smelling things maybe that are forbidden from us, our eyes obviously seeing some things that we're not supposed to see, things that aren't ideal, things that aren't necessarily pure or proper. The things we see obviously impact our neshama. The things we hear, like we said before, neshama, maybe some music with profanity, some gossip. The point is we can all use our imaginations and think of things that we can see, smell, taste, hear, say, do that take away from our neshama. And the clarity of thought that we have, the clarity in judgment, the decisiveness, our understanding and clear perception of the world, our heightened senses of right and wrong, of, 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 of just the, 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 the things in life that require a sharp mind, all that stuff stems from the quality of our neshama. So a person who, let's say, is heavily drinking and smoking and doing drugs and gambling and is not, God forbid, doing the right things with the right people and they're not honest in business and they're uh, uh, hearing and talking all the time and they're, you know, they're interacting with the goyim at an extreme in a not proper way, you know, da, 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 da. his mind is not clear. He's not seeing the spiritual energies and truths and mysteries that are hidden in the world because his brain, his mind is being affected and bogged down and fogged by these things. And we can all think of bad habits that maybe we want to get rid of or want to minimize or want to improve on. And, and, and the way to do it is one step at a time. It's not about getting overwhelmed and afraid. Oh no, our, our spirits are are being uh, hindered, the Yetzirah is controlling us. You make one tiny, tiny change, you inch one tiny, tiny change, and you will already see improvement and reward in your efforts. Clarity of mind, clarity of judgment, feeling better about yourself, etc. So that's an overall little nutshell of getting rid of the bad. Implementing the good. What's implementing the good? Learning a little extra Torah, giving a little tzedakah, giving a little bit of your time for chesed, calling a friend to check in on how they're doing, asking your parents if they can do anything, going out of your way to make your wife happy, going out of your way to make your grandparents happy, visiting your grandparents, visiting the sick, keeping one more mitzvah on Shabbat, one more mitzvah of, uh, during the week, improving your tefillah a little bit more, adding one more prayer, adding one more beracha before you eat something, adding in these healthy habits, adding in these little deeds that, again, infuse quality ingredients to your neshama, will improve your clarity of judgment and your ability to see the spiritual truths that are hidden in the world. So again, one, one tiny item you can add. I want to eat one day a week or one meal a week kosher, more kosher. I want to say one more tefillah a week or a day. I, I want to give one more dollar to say that. It, it, 
doesn't matter. It's personal. It's, it's what you think. It's what your soul is being pulled to, to improve on. It's one item. And you inch away. And then you start building momentum. As you shed the bad and increase the good, your engine starts rolling. You feel your neshama starting to roll. You start to notice things. And you start to have natural attractions towards specific habits that you want to add and specific habits that you want to get rid of. And before you know it, it's a snowball effect and your growth is catapulting you upward. There's an upward spiral in success. And every day is not going to be perfect. The same way the stock market every day is different. It's the same company. Nothing changed in the company from yesterday to today, but today was at $5, tomorrow was at 10, the next day it's at three, and then it goes to 10. The daily vicissitudes are not a reflection of the quality of the item. Same thing with us. If one day we're fantastic, the next day we're fantastic, and then all of a sudden we're not good, we shouldn't go crazy and kill ourselves. Each day you try to get back, okay, you had a setback, okay, how can I make something good? Okay, today I didn't pray with as much as Kavanah, as much Kavanah. What else can I do today to make up for it? Okay, you know what? I'll give an extra sedaqah. Oh, I forgot to give sedaqah today. Okay, you know what? Let me call my mother, check in how she's doing, make her smile, make her laugh. Oh, I didn't, uh, I didn't uh, handle that business meeting as honestly as I could have. Okay, let me call my wife and you make her feel good. A little shalom bayit, a little mitzvah. Doesn't matter. You're not supposed to be perfect. Hashem, if Hashem created us perfect, we would be angels in heaven. There would be no reason to come down to earth. Hashem did not create us perfect on purpose because that is perfect to Him because His mission is for us to try to get closer to Him through our desire to obtain perfection. We will never be perfect because we will constantly be growing and our tests will get harder and our goals will get larger. But that desire to be perfect is what drives us to get closer to Hashem and to improve our midot and to improve our mitzvot and Torah learning and all that and all that stuff. And it gives Hashem pleasure because He sees we're trying. We're trying to get close to Him. We're trying to get that connection, which is the ultimate purpose of life. So each day, inch forward. And don't worry about yesterday. Don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about two minutes gone. Don't worry about two minutes from now. What could you do in this moment to be a better person? And you reflect. What could I have done better today? What did I like what I did? What did I not like what I did? What are three things I'm grateful for? What are three things I'm proud of myself for? What are three things that I could do tomorrow that will make me proud of myself and make me grateful? It's very simple. Just try to inch away. Do one more. Look at every mitzvah like a, pre like a precious jewel, like a gem. If We don't even realize how rich we are. Every word that we say in the tefillah is a mitzvah. So sit down and count. Baruch ata Hashem elokenu melech haolam shakol niyabit baro. That's nine gems. We said the beracha. We got nine gems. Every word, every word of emunah we say. We tell our friend, "Don't worry, you're gonna be great. Hashem's gonna take care of you." Okay, that was twelve words, twelve mitzvah, twelve gems in the bank account. We're rich. Hashem loves us. We make him happy every time we do something good. We make him happy. So okay, we did one thing bad. Don't beat yourself up. Don't be afraid. Don't be upset. No. Do something good to counteract it. Make Hashem happy. Hashem, I'm sorry. I'm going to do this. And it adds to the quality of our life because we become clear. We become connected. We become elevated. Then people won't need a beverage to feel drunk. They won't need a drug to feel high. We'll be high on life. Spiritually, we're connected. Then as you do these things, you start noticing the secrets in life. You see Hashem's hands in things. A person who tries to forcefully push himself to believe everything is from Hashem, I'm going to get close to Hashem, sees Hashem's hand in everything. 
They see Hashem's and everything, and it starts to make life easy because now you're stuck behind the garbage truck. You're not stressed, freaking out because Hashem wants me here. How can I make this time precious? Maybe I'll listen to a Torah derash. Maybe I'll do a personal prayer. Maybe I'll talk to Hashem. Maybe I'll make a call to my grandmother. Maybe I'll uh, text, uh, you know, while I'm standing still behind the thing. I'm parked behind the, the garbage truck. Let me Google some nice chat. Who knows? Who knows? Just make the moment precious. Hashem put you there for a reason. It's best for you. It's good for you. So that's step number two, right? So number one, get rid of the bed so that you have clarity. You can see clearly. How could you see clearly when you're overtired, exhausted, you have substances in your body? Maybe you even, maybe you're not even doing, maybe you're just caffeinated, you're, you're, you're in work, you're stressed, you, you, you come home, you eat a massive meal so you pass out on the cat. How could you think clearly? You're stressed, you're depressed, you're anxious, you know. And then we go and they tell us you have OCD, you have anxiety, you have issues. You don't have a yeah, there's no problem. You want you want clarity? Emunah. And what is Emunah? I love Hashem, Hashem loves me. Let me do more of what he loves to make me love him and make him love me. Let me do less of what doesn't what takes away from our relationship. So you shed the shed the bad. Now you start feeling better physically, mentally, spiritually. Then you add good in. You learn a little Torah, you get some chizuk, you're feeling strong, you're feeling spiritual. You do a little personal prayer, you talk to Hashem, now you feel connected, you feel hurt. And then you start noticing little things. Oh my God, this boy said no to me two days ago. Out of nowhere, I'm interested. What made him interested? All of a sudden, the guy told you no seven times, now he wants to buy you goods. You think that's random? It's the same way that Hashem put a little Teshuban, Parvoz, heart for a second. Please get rid of the plague, okay? I'll let you go. Hashem's real. The second it ends, no, I'm not interested. He hardened his heart. So this is the opposite. Hashem can make a buy you want to buy a million dollars from you, even though the day before you had no interest. And you start to see these things. You start to see these things. Oh, I crashed my car, which made me go here, which I met this guy, and he told me that thing, and he got me this. Everything's connected. We're all being guided. We're all being guided, and we'll realize that more as we implement good and get rid of the bad. And what do we also need to work on? Gratitude. Because when we're grateful, again, the quality of life becomes better. You stub your toe, instead of cursing, you say, Hashem, thank you for having me stub my toe. Please let this be kapara. Let this be Yisurin that cleanses all my sins. And please let this be what is instead of, God forbid, a greater punishment. Let this be my punishment and let it be a prevention of God forbid anything worse. And now Hashem says, wow, look at this guy. This guy, I had him stub his toe. I had him stub his toe because I wanted to teach him a lesson. Instead of cursing and moving on, first of all, he accepted it with love, which means his emunah is fantastic. He believes in me, he really loves me. Number two, he specifically prayed the Adib be kapara for his sins. So he's now he's doing teshuba. He's learning a lesson from it. Maybe he's reflecting, oh, maybe I stubbed my toe because, uh, let me make something up. Uh, my mother asked me last week to buy her shoes and I told her I couldn't and I didn't do the mitzvah of and she had to go pick up her shoes herself and I stubbed my toe, you know, whatever. Guy's reflecting, so now wait a minute. So he, he took it with grace, he thanked me for it, he did teshubah, and he's asking for it to replace anything. I'm not gonna give this guy anything. He got the message. The guy got the message, so there's no need for me now to send him anything worse, God forbid. So. We don't realize the gratitude, so now nothing's ever gonna get you upset. With time, it's a muscle, you gotta work it. Nothing's gonna get you upset because anything that happens, you know, is from Hashem, it's for the best, and it's either for your soul correction to make you improve, inspire, inspire Teshubah, help you grow, help give you a message, a lesson you may have you may have missed. Or it's for your mission in life. It, it, it's meant to, to guide you and push you 
in the direction. And then when that happens, you don't take anything personally. Your father comes, he yells at you, you know he is just a stick in Hashem's hand. You know that Hashem is giving you an important message through your father. Hashem is talking to you through the mouth of your father. Or if something happens with a boy, you're in business and he yells at you, uh, it's all from Hashem. Hashem is trying to give you a message. When a guy comes home and his son is not respectful to him, now God forbid, again, the son has his own tissue about to do, but the father should reflect, oh, what did I do? Why is my son thing? What's Hashem trying to tell me? Have I not been a present father? Maybe I'm that, 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 that. Who knows? Maybe I wasn't respectful to my father on the phone and my son. So if we if we really internalize and meditate on the fact and accept and, and realize and know that everything in life has a lesson and it's for a reason and there is no random coincidence events and everything is meant to teach us something, we will we will find the beauty in everything and we will grow exponentially. Nothing will get us anxious or depressed or angry. Nothing will get us down. We will have clarity of mind, spirit, and body because we're cutting out bad habits and things that are not healthy for us. And we'll be happy. We'll be grateful. We'll start adding good things. Chesed, tzedakah, Torah, mitzvot, musar, talking, improving our characters. And the weight of the world gets lifted off our shoulders. There's a, there's a cute concept. Uh, you have a glass of water. How much does it weigh? Eight ounces. Okay, great. Hold it. Okay, it's easy. Eight ounces. Okay. Hold it for an hour. Okay, my arm's starting to get a little sore. Oh, but it's eight ounces. This guy, you lift 50 pounds in the gym. Big shot. You have massive muscles. It's hurting your arm. Hold it another hour. The eight ounces now starts to feel like a billion pounds. The guy's arm's going to break. The guy holds it another few hours. His arm will go numb. It's like and He was holding a, a, a brick house. Because the more you hold on to something, the heavier it becomes and the more it takes a toll. So same thing mentally. Something hard in your life happens. You think about it for 10 minutes, okay. An hour, okay, it's gonna start affecting you. If you're thinking about it all day, anxious, your whole life will, you go crazy. So Hashem gives us emunah so that we can pass off the, the issues thing where you put the glass down. Stop carrying the eight ounce glass. It's gonna become an 800 pound gorilla. So that's part of the benefits of cutting out the bad, implementing the good, and and having gratitude. That that's that's the package. It's a package, and you chip away. Okay, today I did some bad. All right, implement something good. Oh, today I didn't implement something good. Okay, take out something bad. Maybe don't do this thing tonight. Just chip away. Set goals. Set goals for yourself. For the next four months, I want to focus on praying three times a day. For the next four months, I want to focus on eating healthy 90% of the time. For the next four months, I want to focus on. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Learning Torah twice a week. This month, I want to focus on going to shul once. Uh, again, set small goals, and then as you achieve them, increase the goals. Have confidence in yourself. You could do it. Hashem doesn't give you a challenge that you can't handle. When Hashem gives you a challenge, you know what He's telling you? I know you can handle more. I know you can handle this. Hashem's not going to give you something that you're going to fail. Hashem gives you something to say, I believe in you. I know you can handle this. You're much stronger than you think. That's why I'm giving this to you. You're much, much stronger than you think. You just got to wake up. How do you wake up? Cut out the bad. Implement the good. Practice gratitude. Talk gratitude. Hit bodedut, personal prayer, which is so crucial. That's how you connect to Hashem. Talk to Hashem. Hashem wants to hear you. Hashem wants to hear you. So you got to talk to Hashem also. Hashem, please help me with this. Help me with that. Thank you for this. Thank you for that. Give me clarity on this. Give me clarity on that. Anything you want, anything you want, you could talk about and you could talk about it anytime. So again, we're making a recipe. We're making a recipe. So he's sprinkling all these ingredients and it doesn't have to be 100% effective 100% of the time. Hashem is not looking for perfection. Hashem is looking for effort. 
Effort is what makes Hashem happy. That's why it says hishtadlut, effort. It doesn't say success and performance, but it says effort. Put in your effort, but emet, can't fool yourself. Oh, I'm putting effort. No, you have to put real effort and then leave the rest up to Hashem and see miracles. You will see miracles in your daily life. Every single day you'll see miracles. And by the way, the Avot saw open miracles. You know why? Because all their hidden miracles were open miracles. They saw everything as a miracle because they were so spiritually sharp and aware. How, how could it be that the Torah says Abraham knew the entire Torah? He kept the entire Torah. Very simple. He had no midot that were bad. All the bad, he didn't even have to cut it out because he never had it in the first place. But we obviously have to cut it out. We're not Abraham Abinu. But no bad midot. Constantly doing good. Constantly talking to Hashem. So doing the hit by the dude. Constantly having hoda'ah. Meaning constantly having gratitude. So what do you expect? Head was in Shammai. Everything he saw open miracles and hidden miracles, they were all the same to him. Open miracles and hidden miracles, all the same. When 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 a person is giving birth, and God forbid there's a there's a there's a problem, a major issue, odds are it's not gonna end well. And it ends well. And oh it's a miracle! You know what I'm trying to tell that person and tell the world? Birth in general is a miracle. A safe birth is a miracle. It's not only when the odds are against the kid and then he survives and he lives, we should have a party. We should always have a party because the whole damn thing is a miracle. All of life is a miracle. And the more we practice strengthening our muscle of gratitude and thanking Hashem for the little things and really realizing, oh my gosh, I could see. I could see in front of me. I could afford food. I could eat the food. I could taste it and enjoy it. And then I can derive benefit from the food. It's good for me. I'm saying that you could spend your whole life thinking Hashem because the little details are crazy so if you do that and you cut out the bed because again the bed is fogging your judgment the bed is hindering the menorah from blazing so the bed is is not giving you the clarity that you need to see the miracles to see the spiritual realities that surround us to see Hashem if we truly want to see Hashem we have to cut out the things that fog us we have to cut out the things that blind us to see Hashem in the hidden mysteries and the hidden miracles where it all becomes open miracles, you got to cut out the bad. So that's that aspect. And then the pos- on the positive side, adding in the good. Torah sharpens your brain. Why does it sharpen your brain? Because your neshama is located in your brain. The holy books say the neshama is in your mind. Your mind... So your neshama is strengthened from Torah because it's truth. It's not like reading a book. It's not like reading a book or a textbook even. Oh, science. It changes all the time. Science is a attempt by everyday humans to understand Hashem's ways. And by the way, it's beautiful. It's fine. It's a great thing. It's a great thing to try to understand Hashem. Science is beautiful if we use science to elevate and praise God's name. Wow. You're telling me the science of a baby is X, Y, and Z? Wow, it's a miracle. It's incredible. But if you're using it to say, oh, it's not a, it's, a, it's science. It's, that's just how it is. But who do you think made these laws? Who do you think made these realities? Oh, it's, it's, it's X plus Y equals Z. That's just what it is. It's not a miracle. What do you talk? Who created that? Who do you think created the concept of a tiny seed that breaks down in dirt Rain, water falls from the sky out of nowhere. The sun cooks this dirt and broken down seed and water from the sky. A little green thing pops out and all of a sudden hundreds of apples and oranges and fruit comes. We eat it. It's delicious and good for us. 
and inside of it is another seed <laughs> that goes through the same process. Why is that science? It's a complete miracle. It's a complete miracle. And then for that to happen with human beings, a seed with the egg, and then it's a, it's a tiny cell and it starts to be, and then it turns into a baby and then it comes out and turns into an adult and then that adult has babies. It's, it's, it's completely bonkers. And, and this two exam, these two examples, there's a billion of them that, no, 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 excuse me. There's no, it, it, it's infinite. There's truth. If you really think about it, it's absolutely incredible. So the point I'm trying to get at is again, when you learn Torah, you sharpen your brain. When you do mitzvot, when you do mitzvot, you're burning the dead wood. You, you, you're improving yourself to such a point that your brain's gonna be so sharp and clear and decisive and, and, and strong. You're gonna see Hashem in everything, which means, which means now you see, you literally have the same human eyes as someone else, but you see, you see the world differently. You see a completely different world. You realize nothing is bad. Everything's good. Everything's from Hashem. Even the most difficult things are challenging to us. They're meant to challenge us. Now, someone could say, oh, but what about the Holocaust? Oh, what about all the pogroms? 100%. No, no. There's a lot of pain on earth. Life is not supposed to be painless. There's tragedy. There's pain. There's evil. There's evil. I mean, Cain killed his brother. Esav wanted to kill his brother. I, I mean, you could find a billion examples in modern history or biblical history where there's evil, there's pain. But, but... It doesn't take away from the fact that Hashem's running the world with a greater level of understanding and goodness that we just can't comprehend. We have a stomach ache. The doctor says, take this pill. We take it. The pain goes away. We can't understand it. We don't ask the doctor what's the ingredients, explain the science. Same thing with Hashem. We, we, we can't understand it. It's, Hashem is infinite. Hashem is perfect and infinite. It's like trying to understand a book where the book only has 50 pages, but the original copy had 2,000 pages. How could you understand the book? You only see 50 pages of it. We live, let's say, God willing, to 120. Okay, Hashem's been around infinitely in the past and infinitely in the future. But let's say uh, 10,000 years, if you want to. You think you could understand even 10,000 years of history with the, 20, the 120 years you're alive? We can't understand it. And that's just with the fact of the years and the length of time, but what about Hashem's infinite wisdom? Meaning... You can't understand a neurosurgeon explaining the, 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 the process and a neurosurgeon is nothing but a human that studied a little more than you did. The guy read a few books and went to school for 10 years. Hashem is infinite. It's divine wisdom. Hashem is in every cell, every plant, every... every Hashem is... is takes up the... By the way, scientists love saying the universe is constantly expanding. It's crazy. That means the universe is infinite. And think about Hashem who created the universe. It's... It's infinite between time and space. So we can't understand Hashem. We got to have faith. Faith and Munah is the key because logic will not answer our questions. A rational brain will break and crack like a shattered vessel if it tries to understand and rationalize Hashem before doing what needs to be done. Na'asev and Ishma. The Jews, when they accepted the Torah, said, Na'asev and Ishma. I will do and then we will understand. Same thing with us. As we get rid of the bad, as we implement the good, as we show and strengthen gratitude, as we do Hitpodedud and talk to God, as we Na'asev, as we do, Nishma, we'll start to slowly understand. We'll say, wow, that's why this happened. Wow, that's why I don't have to be stressed. Wow, that's why... Da, 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 da. Every bad event will be something with meaning because we will look at it through the lens of Emunah and Hashem and connection and learn lessons and derive growth from it. Again, might still be very painful. Might still be very difficult. Might still be very challenging. But there will be growth from it. It won't kill us. 
And every positive event will be like ultimate ecstasy. And every and, and, and normal, regular life, daily life will be ecstasy. You step outside, you breathe. Wow. So, so those are the steps that the holy books, the rabbis say, can lead us to a quality life of connection with Hashem and fulfill our purpose and mission of connecting to Hashem. It's getting rid of the bad. It's implementing the good. It's showing, practicing, and giving gratitude. It's talking to Hashem. And and yeah, that's 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 the secret. That's the secret. And uh, we could work on it every minute of the day. We could work on it in work. We could work on it at home. We can work on it with our children. We can work on it with our health when we're in the gym. It doesn't matter. Hashem is with us everywhere we go. Hashem is with us everywhere we go. It should make us feel safe. Put the water bottle down. Put the glass down. Put the glass down. The weight of the world does not need to be on our shoulders because guess what? The weight of the world's on Hashem's shoulders and it's not even difficult for him. It's like carrying a hair. Hashem is all-powerful, all-knowing. And if we read the Torah through this lens, every single parasha, we will see emunah. We will see that the greats had emunah. Every single parasha. Because every single event, good or bad, perceivably, because everything's good, we know that, led to the ultimate redemption, led to the ultimate good, led to the ultimate... So that's all we need. So, so may Hashem bless all of us with clarity of mind. May Hashem bless us with decisiveness. May Hashem uplift our spirits. May Hashem bless us with the strength and discipline and ability to cut out as much bad as we can as possible, to implement as much good as possible. May Hashem give us the clarity of mind to see his gifts and miracles in life so we can express and strengthen our gratitude. May Hashem help us speak words of gratitude. May Hashem help us speak to him through his body and feel close to him. And ultimately may we all fulfill our goals in life, our mission in life, our soul correction in life and grow as people and have nothing but meaning, purpose, happiness, joy, success and most importantly truth. May we pursue the truth May we be calmed by the truth. May we be granted peace by the truth. And may we all have many, many children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, great-great-grandchildren that are also healthy in mind, body, and soul and work to fulfill the will of God and get close to Hashem and connect to Hashem and make the world a better place. Amen.